Zika bandoshka ilabradusa. Si bandoshka pandu kabaili brakadundus kataya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sika barabashi kalabukutaya. Zabrandush kapandi kalabrados kapandush kataya. Father, we worship you. We worship you, O God. Labrakados kapandi kayarabashandi kadai. We honor you, O Lord, sovereign God. Makalaba, God most high. El Elyon, El Olam, everlasting God. Leba Karaba Sandi Kata, God of all flesh. Makada Baba, we worship you, O Lord. Sikalaba Bandi Kadabosa. Rakandosh Kapandi Kilabashada Dabosa. Abba, Kebondos Kapandi Kalababa, El Berif, Lebra Kata, God of our beginnings. Leba Shakadaba, God of all creation. Sekadaba, Somandosh Kataya. Lebra kadaba se kononskotande ke lebra katondo shadai. Zibas komande shadai. We worship you, O God. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. Leba shak, timeless one, boundless one, ageless one. Kedaba se the ancient of days. We worship you. You are enthroned upon our praises. Spirit of the Sovereign God, move amongst us. Spirit of the Sovereign God, move amongst us. Visit us, O oh God. There is no time, there is no boundary. There is no oh, boundary in the Spirit. You are omnipotent, you are omniscient. Labor, you are omnipresent, oh God, you are everywhere. Visit us in embassies, in homes, in clusters. As we once again visit the concept and the teaching of what it means to walk with you. Stir our hearts. Shake that which will be shaken, oh God. Mande keleba shadarabasi. Rakapapando sila brakatondo shadai. Rekarababa shake that which will be shaken. Rekerebo bondos ka ilabrakata. Mandos kapande ilabrakata. Oh, sekere de debosa. We proskene you, oh God. We love on you. Lebadaba sere debosa. Abaka katolambano us. They apprehend us for that which we were apprehended for, that which you created us for. Leba shakada bandos kataya, rekerebosa, makaira baserebosa. You are worthy, O God. Eba shadai, O bakele brakat. You are worthy. Makada baserebosa, makada baba. Be enthroned upon our praise. Be enthroned upon our praise. Ekayara bashadai. Makada basete de bosa, makandos kadada da bababa, rokodo bobosa, sekando kapando ilabrakatai, makadada da basi, spirit of spirit of encounters, oh God, legadada basete bosa, spirit of visitation, come and visit us today, come and visit us today, oh God, shekada baseta, brakandos kai. You are worthy. 
You are worthy. You are worthy. She cut up our seed up. On As we visit part two, of what it means to walk with God. This is a nice segue for me. Um, we have been in a house following Bible plans. And on one of the Bible bands today, I came across Joshua, Joshua 9, and it is the story where the Lord has told children of Israel to go and take, destroy Jericho. But don't take certain things. Don't touch certain things. Don't take silver and gold, because that's meant to be the sanctuary. But Achan, he covets, he succumbs to his carnality. And then he hides it in his tent. So the next battle they go, they get obliterated. And Joshua cries out to the Lord and says, why have you forsaken us? And he says to him, because you have, Israel has betrayed me. And he explains, that there's the cursed thing is hid in a tent. So Joshua goes out of vetting all the children of Israel by the tribes and comes to Achan and he says, Tell me the truth, son. So Achan confesses. He confesses that he has taken that what should have been for the sanctuary and hid it in his tent. Silver. So what happens next is they bring him out, as you expect, to be stoned. But that's not the part that gets me. It's the fact that it's his wife, his sons, and his daughters. They all get it. Even the oxen, they all get stoned and they get burnt. And it's one of the things that I was wrestling with because I was like, you know, you see and you read that justice and justice and truth is the foundation of God's throne and I think this is it seems a bit unjust, it's, it's a bit harsh. So I, I spoke to Rev about it because I was like, hold on a second, in Joshua 8 you see Rahab and all her family being saved. It just seems weird, it just seems off. And Rev said to me, well you know Tony, there's prophetic spiritual principles, there's, there's wages there, there are things that need to be paid when you in the spirit when you betray the Lord and the Old Testament is a shadow of the new and I heard that but still inside myself I was like ah, that's not right and then a thought crossed my mind it was like was it right for Jesus to die the sinless lamb he said in the garden father can you take this cup away from me and there's another way so he went to Calvary to die for our sins. Sin was obliterated forever. Now if we choose to sin, that's our choice. But there's, no, there's a way. And I was thinking, why is this thing that's bothering me so much? And it, it dawned on me that why I find it so hard is because there's a piece of Achan in, inside me. There's this tent that is the body 
There are things that we say, Lord, we yield to you and we live for you and we love you, but there's certain things that we're still holding on to. Some, some, some things that appeal to our flesh. It doesn't have to be silver, it doesn't have to be gold. It could be any form of idol. So tonight, this is part two. I just want us to just, you know yourself what the Lord, what you kept from the Lord or you haven't taken to the Lord. Just use this opportunity before Rev comes to preach and deliver the word to make yourself right with the Lord. If you find yourself in a place like I found myself, there's certain things I thought I was smart and hidden. I went really, and the Lord knows all things. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, the things that we have not brought to you, the things that we have not yielded to you, the things that we've held on to, the little treasures, the heirlooms, the things that we say, yes, Lord, we will worship you, we will praise you, your God. But this, 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 Lord, this is, uh, you don't need this, 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 this is my little thing. Lord, help us, oh God. Help us yield truly once and for all and to give up to give up the things that we are holding on to the little spirits of aching that's in our hearts we lay before you lord we say help us oh god help us to yield to be subservient help us ah uh, look just look just only you with our lips and our words. Libra adukota. Yes, there's grace. Makada bosh kapande kete libra kata. But there's also commensurate labor shall responsibility. Libra akata. Your word says, of the men of born of women, there was none are greater than John, but the least of these that's born in the kingdom are greater than he. Makada. How can we do great things if we, hey, we are not a hundred percent? Honest with you, Lord. The one who knows all things, who sees all things. The one, oh, Shadadabosa. The one who knows every thought before it's even occurred in our minds. Sa ikomandeshkatai. Labrakados. Leba bababandoshkatande ilaba. Sikadababando ikadabasodoskatai. Circumcise our hearts once again, O oh Lord. Libra kata, our lives, our hearts. Ikanamama, circumcise. Libra kodoska malaba. Tonight, O oh God, Libra shadada, bring us to our brook, our jabrook. Ikanaba, let us be baptized once again, O oh Lord. Zikanabandoshkata. Oh, Sidi debosha. Mande kededebos. Stir within us. Let's shake. And let us see what remains, oh God. The things that's not built on the rock will be exposed. For you said judgment starts in the house of the Lord. 
Judgment starts in the house of the Lord. Zikandoshkatai. Labor, help us to cleave unto you. We say you are a our husband. We love you, but yet we are cleaving onto things. E kalabasha more than we're cleaving onto you. Help us leave those things. Labor shekatai. Oh sekitai. Zikomandosh kapande ilabrakatos. Lebra kando ikandos kapai. Zikalabadabosha. Labrakata, let the light of your word shine on our hidden treasures. Let it be dealt with now, lest it be dealt with in public. How can we honestly hold our station? How can we honestly be called kings and priests? How can we honestly intercede for nations? Where we have certain things that we are withholding from you or we're thinking we hope withholding from you. Zikomande ilobra katondoska ikada baba sekomandoshkataya labra adokomakatande ketete visit us today o god leba sikalaba shataya rokomande kete visit us once more leba se do not forsake us o god shake it spirit of truth leba the spirit of revelation reveal what is in our hearts leba kadababa sekomande shkata even the things that may have been hidden that we have not addressed o god zikalabado shkata you said in your word let the morning ah let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love lord if our hearts are not right with you how can we instruct the morning how can we instruct our booker help us align help us reconfigure oh god you are the god of restoration labor and acceleration labor do a hard work within us today oh god Makado si labrakatai. Mande sekundosh kapande ilabrakata. Do a hard work within us tonight, O God. Zabrakados kapatai. We await your word, we await your instruction. Lekado komandesh kata. Help us yield. Zigadadadababa. Let the flesh perish, O God. Help us tame the flesh end the spirit end the, the, the cycle of carnality help us focus on the treasures above in Jesus name Amen Glory Glory, glory to God. Silakaboliata Evuna Valie Poroko Siapateneka. For there is one found worthy, one found righteous, for there is one mediator 
between God and man and it is the man, Jesus Christ. There is one who ever lives to make intercession for you and for me. Eternal priest, God of my salvation, for unto the King eternal and unto the reigning King and it is unto the Lord Almighty that I offer my blessing and glory and honor and power. Great God that you are, tonight we welcome you in this place. Be enthroned above and upon the praise of your people. Eternal, immortal, eternal, immortal, eternal, immortal, shakafia lo viadabatiaka. If you could take a few minutes with me and pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. Zeketele biakondia batwaliake. Zabatoro viate ndababwatalia kava zebetolondia kabulia tava ako batiakela batiakela batiakelia kuria babala zebretondie kobombia kwatila vavuate vuatela vuatela vuatalia kabulia zebrekoria baburia kata zebrekonante besikeleketia Zigiriye toria baburiaka zabonta baburia baburiaka lia babonta baika zebreko take the keys up just a little bit again zikele borontia kamba sepeleketia zikele vetonda baraka sonta baba reko belekwa lebelekwa taviata zikala boria tavantia kalekwa at Tia kalekwa shabanto ria katabiaka zebelekwa tavia tananto zibelekombe tieke bombia tela zilekuruzi avatoria kaba anto mananti ekeboa zebele bele bele be baiko ria toviata eboatelia kova mantoria kelia mantoria kelia mantoria kelia eturia voria boria ka Anto bonanteskia. Jebuatena. Abuataria kate. Iisifinentua rabaikala. El rabaikala. Jeketia boa. Jeketia boa. Jeketia boa. Ia boa. Ia boa. Manteleveturia ke barela, shebalia tome kola, ibo malekwa siketeleva, ayamaya radadela, eto. Hey, ishalavadela. King Spirit, tonight we welcome you. Sit enthroned above the praises of your people. Pour out your power and glory 
pour out your power and love. Open the word of God to us. Come on, somebody pray with me. Open the word of God to us tonight. We want to go beyond the graphene. Uh, we want to see the rema uh, and receive it at the hands of the Logos. Shakia, paint Jesus tonight. Paint him in an irrefutable way. Paint Jesus in an irrefutable way. Paint Jesus. Let him leap off the pages of scripture till he is evidently revealed to us. Let the cross find its mark through the preaching of your word tonight. Tonight, let yokes be broken. Let altars be reconfigured. Let voices of wickedness be silenced in the glory. Let the blessing of the Lord flow. Let man ascend the hill of Zion and receive at the hand of the Lord a blessing and righteousness. Let inheritances let inheritances be delivered and divided. Let territory be restored. Let time be revealed, be redeemed, Lord. Let past seasons, uh, opportunities, uh, spiritual currency, squandered, lost, and stolen, be restored, be restored in the name of Yeshua. Ayeto. Ayeto. Oh, we give you glory. We give you praise tonight. Oh, we give you glory. We give you praise tonight. Ishaka Balekoriata Italabondia. Come just like you promised. Come just like you said you would. Ah, let the spirit of revival sit upon this house in this season. Let the spirit of revival sit upon this house in this season. Revival, 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 revival. Revive dead dreams, dead hands, dead passion, dead zeal, dead gifts, dead altars. Restore the memory of words that have died in our hearts. We cry out to you. We cry out to you. Aliakuma. And we are very careful in advance to accrue to you all the glory all the honor for what you are about to do let it be clear that no man does these things ah for now and forever we belong to you.
the bible says that he will give his angels take the keys down just a tiny bit just a teeny turn of the game button the bible says that he will give his angels charge over us uh, tonight i see angelic angelic charges being discharged in essence angelic assignments being discharged carried out now there's a there's a lady specifically listening to me hear me out um you are suffering from an extremely high level of the hormone called cortisol mm. thank you holy ghost it is manifesting as stress you may not even know maybe you maybe you do know but you may not know it's manifesting as stress uh, unexplainable fatigue and weight gain around your midsection and your derriere for lack of a better way of putting it and the spiritual cause that the Lord is showing me is that there is a cloud of anxiety and stress that has been deployed to you honey can we take these down to 20 that has been deployed against you in essence there are literal emissaries of darkness in your environment i'm talking about demonic entities that have caused a climate of anxiety you're constantly on edge waiting for the other shoe to drop uh, the good news for you tonight my sister is that the lord is releasing an angelic deployment in your favor Zion has heard your cry and there is an ushering in of a detachment of angelic assistance it will manifest and 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 you may not be the lady I'm talking to you may be another lady or even another a man and you may want to key into this but I'm seeing in the spirit a woman and so uh, it could be a metaphor of the church. I don't know. It could be a specific woman. Even if it is, you are able as a child of God to key into it, even if you're not the person I'm seeing, and place a demand on the word. Uh, but, but there is a detachment of the angelic being released in your favor. And it will have three manifestations is what the Lord is showing and telling me. The first manifestation will be an ease, an increase, or a better ability to pray. Because your atmosphere is about to shift on account of the unseen entities that are a part of your ecosystem and so there will be a spirit of ease in prayer that is deployed number one number two the lord says to tell you that your anxiety which is right now being demonically uh, 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 sponsored will not disappear overnight but in the middle how you'll know this is shifting is that in the middle of the battle with anxiety uh, there will be spontaneous unplanned unstirred thoughts memories 
imaginations and emotions of joy and hope. In essence, the same way the enemy is currently thinking and feeling through your mind and your soul, God says, I will begin to think and feel through your mind and soul as well. And so initially, it may seem strange that you have an hour of being depressed and frustrated and life is ending, followed by 20, 30 minutes of this unsensible, unplanned, and literally unfeasible hope, expectation, joy, and, and anticipation. The Lord says to tell you, think it not strange, for on the same platform and by the same technology that the enemy sought to destroy your life, says the Spirit of God, I will rise and show myself as your deliverer. And the third, and, and, and I, must, I must confess, if you are the person I'm talking to, the people I'm talking to, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, uh, but, but the Lord says the third thing that you will see as a result of this angelic shift is that places and with people with whom you had no favor and were even despised, all of a sudden there will be an uncommon and unexplainable shift in the favor of men and women around you. Uh, you will literally start to elicit unmerited favor. People will suddenly remember you. Those who uh, uh, know you and have forgotten you for a long time will start to get in touch with you. Opportunities that you were passed over before, says the Lord, will begin to come in your direction. Why? Because your atmosphere would have been circumcised. Favor, favor is about to attend your way, says the Lord. Oh, if that's you, uh, or, so, or if you are believing for something in that direction, or if you have your life perfect and you just want to pray for the people the word is for, would you lift up your voice and thank the Lord for 60 seconds for the release of his word. Father, we thank you. We, th we journey, we war, we enforce the prophetic word tonight. kabuate. And Lord is showing me that one of the people I'm talking to, so you know, one of you has a problem in your right knee. That's why I'm moving. If you could see me, I'm moving my leg. One of you has a pain or an issue with your right knee, says the Lord. And not only will I do this that I have spoken, says God, think it not strange that I will also in this season bring you healing. And so, Father, right now we speak to every knee, left or right, under the sound of my voice. I come against ligament damage. I come against arthritis. I come against every form of, of bone on bone condition. I come against every tear, uh, every weakness, and every pain. And I command healing. Healing. Sekobiata. Healing, 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 healing. Father, heal knees tonight. And Lord, as your servant, I ask you, go beyond knees. Heal joints, heal shoulders, uh, heal elbows, Lord. Heal ankles, heal bones, heal marrows, heal muscles. Let there be every form of deformity or infirmity under the sound of my voice. Would you heal tonight to the glory of your name? Heal growths, heal cancers. 
heal tumors, heal fibroids. Le sunala kiafanontia kabalia tininga. If you're a woman and you are married and you have had or are having an issue with the concept of delivering, of conceiving or delivering, in essence, either you have failed to get pregnant or you have had, you've been pregnant and in recent times have not been able to carry a pregnancy to full term, I want you to stretch your hands to the screen tonight. Your deliverance has come. Father, every woman who is correctly positioned in the covenant of marriage, I speak tonight power to conceive, power to hold seed, and power to bring forth. I curse demonic altars. I curse satanic voices. I curse akuriata uh, esoteric powers. I curse earthly conspirators that have decided to fight your daughters in this dimension. Everyone who has said over their dead body, will you carry your child? Let the Lord give it to them as they have decided if they don't repent in the name of Jesus. I declare that every married woman under the sound of my voice who is believing God for a child, within the next 12 months, your baby is dedicated in the name of Jesus. I said within the next 12 months, we name and we dedicate your baby. Bouncing baby, healthy baby, no issues, no complications, no stress. The curse is broken. And bloodlines are purged. Let the sound of pitter-patter of feet grace every kingdom home that desires it in this season. Father, every woman, Lord, who is of age and man who is of age in your calendar, who desires marriage according to your will, over the next 12 months, Lord, let there be a coming together of bone to their bone and rib to rib, masurika tavantia. Let there be a connection purpose and destiny we thank you we thank you oh your blessing is upon us tonight ah your blessing is upon us Abba we we take it further as you give us grace Lord I speak your blessing over ministries over churches over kingdom organizations over businesses La Korea over projects over academic careers father let your blessing begin to release the sweet nectar of your goodness where there has been delay denial frustration and destruction let there be a flow of goodness let it be as we have asked, for we give you praise. Let it be as we have asked, for we give you praise. Shikanadoria, sabontieke. And as we go into your word tonight, Lord, one more time, give us access to the true meat of the kingdom. Give us access to mysteries and keys, not to excite us, but to incite us to the fullness of your will and the blessing thereof. Take all honor, take all praise, for it is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Somebody somewhere, clap your hands. Oh, you people, and shout 
unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Give him a shout of glory. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. Yes, 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 and yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? David says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known. Ransomed healed, the psalmist would, or the, the modern day hymn writer would say, restored, forgiven, who like me your praise should sing. Welcome to the quorum tonight, everybody. My name is Israel Olimide I don't get tired of saying it. Every time I say it, it is even more true than the time before. I am literally, literally the tip of a very long and powerful spear. And to everyone who is a part of that spear here at Kingdom Culture globally, globally, uh, here in the United Kingdom where our central operations base is in the, in the nation of Nigeria, in the cities of Lagos and Kaduna, uh, in Kenya, in the county called Kisi, and to all of you from all over the world, we literally are a global family. And every so often, I, uh, I, I, I get a message, uh, uh, a social media DM, sometimes a WhatsApp message from somebody who's a part of the Kingdom Culture family, and, and it just gladdens my heart, you know? And those messages come, please don't stop sending them for those of you who do. Some of those messages have come on days where God knows I needed to hear them. And just to hear what God is doing with you and how he's blessing and increasing you and taking you deeper into a walk with him and shifting your destiny and inciting a desire for prayer, for the word, for holiness and alignment. Uh, it is the honor of our lives to serve you. On behalf of everybody here, we want to say thank you. You're the reason we exist. Uh, you're the reason we get to do what we do because God has seen us fit. Uh, 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 God has seen us, uh, been merciful, sorry, upon us to see us fit to be his hands, eyes, and ears, and mouthpiece to you. And to our kingdom builder partners, you guys are amazing. Um, I just, you know, I just want to take the time to say thank you. Um, it does not make sense, the financial capacity that we are able to wield as a ministry vis-a-vis uh, -vis the number of people uh, with whom we wield that capacity. And in this season, it is my complete and utter focus where you're concerned that you see the goodness of the Lord. Kingdom builders are those who are financially a part of this vision. It includes those who give their regular tithe and offerings to kingdom culture, but also those of you who while may not be tithers or members of our church congregations, sacrificially give. And, and we see from time to time, you know, uh, uh, I, I get a financial report every so often and, and I see what is happening. Some of you saw on a, on a weekly basis, uh, some of you on a monthly basis, some of you every so often, but when you do it, it comes large. Our God bless you, multiply you, increase you and establish you 
and make you great in your generation. May your seed speak for you. The Bible says money answers all things. Whenever there is a question or an inquiry or an attack on you that you have not the capacity to meet, may the altar and the memorial of your seed here utter a voice that puts the enemy to flight where you are concerned. May men give unto your bosom good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. In this season, may witty inventions, divinely inspired ideas that will shift not just your life, but those of future generations, may they be made available to you with the attendant wisdom, skill, and human help to bring them to pass. We love you. We bless you. It is well with you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm looking forward to the month of April when we begin to operate from uh, the Holborn, the Central London Mission Space. Uh, excited about what God is going to do. Uh, as we said, we will be writing to you. For those of you on our mailing list, especially as Kingdom Builders, keeping you informed every step of the way and letting you know how you can be involved as well. Before we go into the word of the Lord tonight, if you want to give an offering, let, you can do that right now. The details will be on your screen. They'll also be in the video description. You can do that at any point during the service so we don't have to take special time uh, from the word of God to take an offering. So the details are on your screen. I'll take a screenshot real quick. And once you've done that, or you can go into the video description. This is being broadcast on YouTube and Facebook on multiple channels. Uh, the video description will have the giving details. If you're listening by the podcast, the video description will not have the giving details because I don't think we can do that. But you can send an email to contact at kculture.org uh, and get information on how to do just that. Let us go to the word of the Lord. This is part two. Pardon? It's there. This is part two of genuinely loving God, the path to your rising. I started this on Sunday uh, at the Sunday worship gathering. Uh, and so when you're done with tonight, if you were not there on Sunday or you just want to recap, I strongly advise you to go and listen to Sunday's word. Um, perhaps we can, uh, we'll see with what we can do with our media team. Perhaps we can cut out the sermon itself and put in a playlist so you don't have to listen to the entire uh, uh, service, but it, very important. Now, our key scripture tonight is, and for this series, we'll be taking from the book of Judges chapter 5, and then we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. So let's start by going to Judges chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. If you're there, say I'm there. And by the way, if you're in the comment section online, let somebody know. Give somebody a high five. If you're new, let's know so we can welcome you. If not, just love on someone. Ask them how their day has gone. You just never know who needs that love from you. So, Judges chapter 5. We're going to read the word of the Lord, and then we will dive knee deep into the counsel of God. Judges chapter 5. And we're going to verse 31. The Bible says, this is the King James Version, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him, him there being God, be as the sun when he goes forth in his might and the land 
had rest for 40 years. Now let's look at this in the Christian Standard Bible. That's the closest thing the Blue Letter Bible has to the Holman Christian Standard Bible. But I think they're almost identical in how they render this verse. He, Judges 5.31 Lord, may all your enemies perish as Sisera did. But may those who love him, him being the Lord, be like the rising of the sun in its strength. And the land had peace 40 years. May all those who love God here be like the rising. Somebody say the rising. The rising of the sun in its strength. Some translations say in its full strength. Alrighty. Uh, King James says when he goes forth the sun in his might. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, if you remember, this is the, the famous Hebrew prayer, the Shema, that is said twice every day till today by the Hebrews at the morning and evening sacrifice. It is called the Shema because the first word here in Hebrew is the word Shema or Shema. And it literally means to listen with the intention to carry out what is said. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might and these words which i command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon your hand and as frontlets between your eyes and thou shalt write them upon the posts of your house and on thy gates verse 10 then says it shall be when the lord thy god shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto your fathers to abraham to isaac and to jacob to give thee great and goodly cities which you builded not and houses full of all good things which you filled not and wells digged which you diggeth not vineyards and olive trees which you planted not when thou shalt have eaten and be full then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from thy house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. One more scripture before we get into the word of the Lord tonight. And these are the words of Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 22. Let's go to Matthew chapter 22 from verse 39 Matthew 22 from verse 39 and the Bible has this to say now these are the words of Jesus himself so first of all let's start from verse 35 then one of them which was a lawyer asked him a question tempting him and saying master which is the greatest commandment in the law uh, then Jesus said unto him thou shalt love so he's repeating the Shema from Deuteronomy chapter 6 thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind this is the first and great commandment father breathe on your word tonight in advance we give you glory 
in Jesus name amen let's take the keys down completely alrighty so we established a few things on Sunday the first is we went through the Shema in Hebrew to break down every single word I am not going to do that again but I'll just give you a summary of what we looked at for starters the word Shema as we said a Shema uh, means to listen intently with the uh, readiness and intention to carry out what is said I repeat to listen intently with the intention to carry out what is said and so God is speaking to his people and he's basically saying give me your ears and your will the Lord our God Yahweh our Elohim in essence it's establishing the fact that the person we're talking about his personal name is Yahweh which means the self-existing one but he is an Elohim and we said that that is very instructive because an Elohim or a spirit in simple English does not have the same love language as a human being there are things you cannot and definitely should not be engaging in with a spirit that you can with a human being in essence if we are being told here to love an entity that is a spirit it will behove us to understand how spirits interpret love and and for that purpose can we just take a quick detour a, should i say quick detour yes a quick detour to see some examples of how a spirit demonstrates giving or receiving love so first of all let's go to john chapter 3 to the most famous verse in the christian bible right at least in the modern day church anyway for god so loved the world so this is a spirit loving here now right because if you just help me go back and forth between the uh the scriptures and and my my not so ugly mug for god so loved the world that he gave someone say he gave he gave so when a spirit was about to demonstrate love it gave and this spirit the king spirit the one who we are being commanded to love here right is telling or showing us that its expression of love to us was not just to speak and to feel but to do something to sacrifice something that was precious to it because it says remember i talked about this in the it is written uh, curriculum last year he gave his only begotten the word only begotten there means the son like no other only begotten there is a english mistranslation it literally means 
the son that was in a class all by himself. In essence, he gave his best. Somebody say his best. Oh, Jesus. Talk to me, somebody. Somebody say his best. He gave what? His best. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. Let's go to John 14. We're looking at love from the perspective of a spirit. John chapter 14. And I think we're going to verse 14 or 15, somewhere in that vicinity. Yes, verse 15 says, If you love me, someone say, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. If you love me, do it. So how do you prove to a spirit that you love it? By keeping its commandments. Now, this is the unspoken dimension of the concept of alignment. A spirit will judge your love for it by what you are willing to sacrifice for it and how much of its parameters you are willing to follow in the sense of obedience to instructions. Uh, are, you, are you with me, somebody? Are you with me? I need to know that you are with me. Say yes in the comment section if you are with me. Okay, let's, let's press this further. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. There's a weight of God's glory in the house tonight, and we will work with it as he gives us grace and wisdom. I, I, I perceive before we're done tonight, we will pray for the sick and afflicted and those believing for a miracle because I sense the presence of the Lord. Uh, but the Bible says, now 1 John chapter 5, let's start from verse 1. Whoso believeth that Jesus is born of God, and everyone that loves him, that begot, meaning the, the, the father, loves him also that is begotten of him. Now listen, but by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Now, let's look at the two words, keep and grievous. I think commandment makes plenty of sense. I, I, I don't think anybody would say they don't understand what I mean by the word commandment. But if you want me to clarify that, I can show you. Uh, but for the sake of time, let's look at the words keep and commandment. So the word keep is the word terio. Terio. And Dario means, listen, to attend to carefully, to take care of, to guard, to keep one in the state in which he is, to observe, to reserve, listen, to guard 
from loss or injury by keeping the eye upon and thus deferring I've, I've, we've used this word before in our curriculum and thus deferring from g5524 another word which means to prevent from escaping and from another word which means a fortress or full lines in i.e to note or fulfill or detain in essence it's saying this is not obedience on autopilot. This is not just doing something because somebody said to do it. This is not just doing something because you don't want to get in trouble. This means to treasure, to, to value, to hold in high estimation a set of instructions or advice, right? And to ruminate on it to the point where you are jealous over it. Mm. I don't know about you, but um, okay. So I, this wasn't part of my plan tonight, but but I I don't know who this is for. So allow me go here. Um, uh, I have always done my best to be vulnerable about my weaknesses and my journey uh, with the Lord, my past, present, and future. Uh, and and by the way, when I say weaknesses, I'm not talking about what some of you call weaknesses. Amen. Uh, I'm not talking about Ten Commandments sin. I'm, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So, uh, like I shared a few years ago, it was over the last five years or so that it occurred to me, uh, and it has been a, a journey to realize that like every man or woman God has great plans for, right, there is a severe insufficiency in my makeup. Like Paul said to the Lord, a messenger of the enemy in his flesh, and God says, rather than take it away, I will make my grace sufficient. For some people, it is physical infirmity. For some people, it is, uh, it is a struggle with a character flaw and issue. In the, for some people, it's an, it's an impediment. Uh, and in my case, it is what you would call a mental impediment. Now, uh, uh, my, my biological family struggled to believe me. My wife initially was like, no. My father was like, definitely not. You know, it doesn't make sense that somebody with your intellectual capacity and rigor would have mental health difficulties. But, but over time, especially because all, almost, in, almost my entire family, my wife is a medic, my, my father's a medic, my mother's a pharmacist. And so eventually when they began to observe certain things, it went from that's not possible to how did we miss it uh, and so over the course of the last few years I have come to the I came to the painful conclusion that a lot of the things I have struggled with in, this, in over the course of my life that I thought were just bespoke to me were actually medical conditions one of them is what you would have uh, what you would uh, diagnose as cyclothemia. Cyclothemia is a very mild version, very mild version of what you call the bipolar disorder. It means that you swing from moments where you are extremely excited and passionate and zealous and, and maybe even uh, unsettled. You, you have this sense of you can do anything and if not careful, you burn out emotionally. And then it is followed by much longer and much more intense periods of what you call depression, uh, 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 which is where you feel almost paralyzed in your mind. You can't do anything. You can't function. You feel down. You feel sad. Uh, you feel rejected. You feel useless. You feel uh, completely unworthy of any source of, 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 of value 
or progress where i mean there, there were days where uh, in my in younger life where for four five six days i would not be able to leave my house and and be sat in front of a wall just staring and feeling like the world was collapsing on me and then as i began to grow in faith I, I realized this was something i could fight in prayer but it was still painful it was like a war there were nights i couldn't sleep where it was a scripture uh, responded to by a demonic voice uh, and a worship song responded to by demonic atmosphere and many times it would take till the wee hours that's how i learned to pray through the night tony because it would take till the wee hours of the night to fall asleep and then when i woke up it would take several hours to be able to function because of this weight of demonic depression and, and and majority of the time what we call including people like me who've suffered and still deal with it a uh, mental health issue some of them are actually the active or passive activity of demonic oppression but that's for another day are you still with me have i lost you i know this is a detour but but i'm coming for someone's help and then secondly and so i found out about five years ago about that battle and so the Lord and I sat down and, and with, with, with his wisdom, grace, and the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. It is a battle that we have to the glory of God, I believe, almost completely conquered. There are still days and moments, but, but trust me, my, my good days are much better than my bad days. And, and while I may not be where I want to get to, I certainly am not where I'm coming from. This is a fight for which God has given victory. Uh, but but a, a year and a half ago, Tony, I came, or about a year ago, sorry, I discovered that there was another battle that had been raging alongside cyclothemia that I did not know. And that is called, listen to me, what you and I refer to as the ADHD. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Now imagine finding out in your 30s, 40s, 50s, right? Long after as a child you should be diagnosed that you are suffering with something that there is a whole body of knowledge about, but that nobody ever thought to talk to you concerning. I discovered, Tony, that it was not just demonic episodes that I had, but that my brain was wired completely different than the normal human being's brain. And the things that come natural to you, I struggle for me. That there are days where you literally cannot bring yourself to pick up a pen and sign a letter and post a check or sign a check and post it to pay a bill. I don't want to go into detail about what ADHD is, but you can do your own research. But for anybody who, who sorry, you know what I'm talking about. So for anybody who understands you, you can imagine how I felt, Tony. I thought, ah, I'm not crazy. And then some instructions that God had been given to me for the whole of that year. Actually, I digress. No, no, no. This isn't, this isn't, no, no. This was about two and a half years ago. No, 2020. I realized when some instructions the Lord had been given to me suddenly made sense. Things he had told me I was not supposed to regularly enjoy, which were not sinful, and other people were able to enjoy as much as they wanted, 
I realized God was trying to keep me from moments where the enemy could exploit my insufficiency. Ritalin, oh boy, if you know what Ritalin is, then you definitely have, so, have struggled with ADHD before. So Tony, God says, you sir, meaning me, I used to be a sports addict. He says, you will cut it down. You will not watch matches any longer for years. I didn't get it. He was trying to protect me, for those of you who know what ADHD is, from becoming hyper-focused and dopamine-dependent on certain things. So you could watch a football match and get on with your day. If I watched one, I had to watch a second and a third and a fourth. And I would think about it for the whole of the week and the whole of the month. And if my team lost, God help me. Right? It suddenly became clear. Oh, Delaware State, they, they don't know. They don't know. It suddenly became clear, Tony, some of the instructions I had wrestled with for years. And, and, and when I told God, now I get it, God referred me to the scripture and said, but you did not, listen, keep my commandment. I said, God, but I obeyed them. He said, but you didn't keep them. You didn't take them and mule over them. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't sit down with them and guard them and ask why for me not why because you didn't like them in essence you just said yes and and with your lip turned up like a mosquito was biting your nose you carried out a commandment but you didn't keep it god said there's a difference between keeping a commandment and obeying a commandment and he said if you had taken the time to caress that instruction and and guard it in your heart he says i would have revealed to you the reason why I gave it to you. And I began to think over the whole of my life how many things God has instructed me, right? And, and, and which of them I obeyed and which I kept. In essence, you can obey an instruction without keeping it. It is not the, the doing or not doing that makes the keeping. It is the level of heart and emotional space and priority. It is the, 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 the desire to, 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 to guard and make it a priority and see it as, 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 as the Bible says, uh, 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 certain utterances should be like apples of gold in baskets of silver in essence if god said something to me it should be so weighty i should be so excited to receive it from him that i sit with it that i meditate on it that i pull it out that i write it down that i pray over it that i mule over it that i tease it out the bible says to take heed unto his word as to a light that shines in a dark place in essence if i walk into a dark tunnel and i'm afraid if i'm walking through a forest at night and i'm worried i'll be robbed and in the in the distance i see a street light the same level of excitement and joy and gravity i will place on that street light the way i will look at it the way i will run to it the way i will make sure it is able to light my path that is what it means to keep a commandment in essence my my ika 
Likuratia mahasuna kabwate nanto rokosia kabai. Feel the presence of the Lord. In essence, my 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 my, my response to what God says should carry the weight of the love. Shai, you know what I'm talking about, the doper chase. Yes. Yes. For those of us who have suffered. And, I, and, and, and going back to this ADHD business, I began to think over my entire life from second, from prime, from kindergarten, about being the guy who was constantly on edge. And, and how, because I was one of the most intelligent people in the class, nobody could ever imagine that there was something wrong with me. Shalia Kabahani. Oh, Jesus. And, and it occurred to me, Tony, that in, tw in, 2000, in 2005, God gave me an instruction that could have saved me years of pain if I simply kept it as opposed to just obeying it. How do you know you're obeying an instruction? Because you are looking for any opportunity to explain how much you can get away with. You obey an instruction, you seek to do the least you could do. When you keep a commandment, you seek to do the most you can do. It's from a place not of, well, I might just do this or get in trouble. It is God, You. this is what you're saying. How far can I take it? How deep can I stretch it? Why, are you, why is this important to you? Uh, explain to me the principle behind it so I can apply it to the rest of my life. Uh, so if you tell me uh, that you hate divorce, right? Uh, keeping a obeying an instruction says that I simply will not divorce my wife. But if I keep the commandment, I will understand the reason for it, which is that you hate. You are not in con you are not in in support of one person dealing treacherously with another person. Not only will I not write my wife a bill of divorce, I won't treat her treacherously. I won't treat her in a way where even though she lives with me uh, you hearing me somebody I'll also not break covenant with people I'm not romantically married to I, I, so when God gives an instruction you keeping the commandment means you tease it apart till you understand the principle the premise the text the context behind it so you can apply it as a life principle as opposed to just ticking a box and saying, I did what God said. And this is why it becomes an issue of love to a spirit. Because when a spirit gives you an instruction, it's literally inviting you, as I taught you last year, to order your life around its economy. Instruct Let's go to the book of second peter chapter one come with me come with me come with me jesus you are lord and i give you glory second peter chapter one simon peter a servant and an apostle of jesus christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of god and our savior jesus christ listen now listen 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 grace and peace right be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord now listen according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue for this reason 
are giving unto us great and precious promises that we might be partakers of a divine nature. Now hear me. Look at verse 3 again. His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge. Someone say the knowledge. Someone say the knowledge. Uh, the word knowledge means the intimacy. The knowledge of him that has called us. Someone say called us. So the calling. So in essence when a spirit gives you instructions by which you should guard your life. It is calling you to a dimension of glory and virtue. As you interact with a spirit, it begins to call you to glory and virtue. Glory talks about its essence. Virtue is power, but also behavior. In essence, when a spirit gives you instructions, it is not just looking for your obedience. The instructions are the doorway by which you enter its reality. And in essence, it wants to govern your life. And your accepting of its attempt to regulate your life is what the spirit refers to as love. And remember, every human being is body, soul, and spirit. And so the same principle, the same principle applies to the human being. If you're married or have ever been married, lift up your hands. Okay. Um, especially those of us who are men, let's, let's, let's apply some critical analysis to this thing. Are you aware that the average woman defines love by the exact same standard? Yeah. A woman primarily, not all women, but generically, interprets love as the degree to which you are willing to adjust your life around her. If you believe me, say yes. If you don't, say no. Let's talk it out. Where my ladies are, where my sisters are, holler at your boy. Come on, ladies, holler at your boy. To the average woman, a man loves her by adjusting his life for her. He's scheduled to make time for her. His finances to buy gifts for her. Are you hearing me? His masculinity by becoming tender to her. It's the same principle on a different level. But why, while other human beings are okay with you simply adjusting your life to them, a spirit wants you to completely surrender your life to it. A spirit is not satisfied with sharing you. The, the, the ladies are coming out in force now. Come on, talk to me, girls. Ladies, women, mothers, sisters, daughters, let them know. Let these men in these streets know. But a spirit is not satisfied with you simply adjusting a little bit. A spirit wants the whole you. A spirit is saying what 
Paul says in Romans chapter 12, ah, that by the mercies of God, so in essence, it becomes a contract. God says, by my mercies, by my, by my gifts, by my time, by my money, by my presence, uh, I will give to you. Uh, that's why he says he gave. So he says he interprets his love by him giving you something, but he wants your love back. He says, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, their spirits are possessive, Miranda, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy meaning separate set apart i don't want to share you with anything else i want you to exist completely for my pleasure and for my desires in essence i will give you all of me if you will give me all of you and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind one of the ladies says you want all of him to so you want all of the man to okay well you can't get all of the man because you can only get as much of the man as god has left over can i get an amen somebody but yes i understand that pastor tosin but like i was saying if you give me all of you the spirit says i'll give you all of me the bible says things like draw near to god and he'll draw near to you see this thing has been hiding in scripture all along so when a spirit begins to want to walk with a man when a spirit wants to elevate a man and exalt a man and bring a man or woman male or female man into a season of rising it has some strange demands abraham come out of your father's house and your country and your people and go to a land that i will show you why can't you bless me here why can't you give me that here well number one i have spread someone will say well so you taught us about cosmic geography and so god uh, had set apart israel for himself and all the other nations had their own gods so abraham had to leave that nation to go to israel and that is true but you're forgetting that israel as a geography did not exist when god called abraham so the same way god liberated the promised land to give to the children of israel why couldn't he liberate the place called Ur of the chaldees to give to abraham it was not a matter of the physical ground he simply wanted to see how much abraham loved him in essence spirits don't sponsor the rising of people who are not ready to demonstrate their love by sometimes unfeasible and unreasonable demands for obedience and alignment Whenever you look at a human being and say you are taking this God thing too far, mark that person. If they persist, come back in 10 years. Many times, that statement, you are taking it too far, is hell's desperate attempt to circumnavigate and truncate the arc of your rising. no man male or female rises on the platform of a spirit that has not been required to demonstrate sincere love for that spirit and so when God has called a quorum for your rising the sign 
are instructions. Mm. There is a reason why I told you guys at the start of January, remember? And I understand that, you know, for some of us, it was a time where we just needed to recover. But it, it, I would advise you to go back and listen to the week of apostolic emphasis on the preceding word again. Bereshit. A proceeding word is a sign God has an agenda for you. And it will always, always come with instructions. Let's go back to the Shema, shall we? Deuteronomy chapter 6. Chrissy, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's. Ooh, shata makiata. I sense the presence of Elohim. I sense the presence of Elohim. Let's start from Deuteronomy chapter 1. Just, just give me those keys again, the same one, but just, yeah, where they were before. It says, verse 1, now this is the same Shema that in verse, the same chapter that has the Shema in chapter, verse 4. Let's take the game down just a little bit. It starts by saying, now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord your God, further down, commanded to teach you. Now look at the word teach. Because in God's economy, he doesn't give instructions. He teaches instructions. Why would you need to teach an instruction? Because like I told you earlier, God isn't just interested in you doing what he says. Let's look at the word teach in the Hebrew. Now, the Greek equivalent is the word didasko. If you were in kingdom culture in 2010 and 11, you, you chewed on that word till you almost, it stuck in your throat. But let's look at the word teach. To God be the glory, Vanessa. To God be all the glory. Let's look at the word teach in the Hebrew. It's the word lamad. If you were part of the kingdom culture Bible college a few years ago, you remember that word. Lamad means to learn, to teach, to exercise in, to be taught or to be trained. Now listen, it is translated teach, learn, instruct, diligently, expert, skillful. Are you listening to me somebody? A primitive root meaning to goad. To goad. To, to, to literally, uh, to goad someone means to, how do you define goading now? To make them do something based on what you say. To, to talk to them in a way that creates a sense of impulsiveness to do something. Pardon? To provoke. Thank you. And so, thank you, Sarah, to provoke. So, God is not giving us instructions as much as he's teaching us. In essence, there is a principle behind the instruction. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, God doesn't teach you principles divorced from instructions most of the time. When he says do something or don't do something, or be something or don't be it, the, the act of following it is designed to bring you into a reality that is pregnant with a dimension. 
If you don't follow the instructions, you never learn. You never get you never get incited into the spiritual knowledge. Uh, uh, and so dealings with God are very painful for that reason. When God wants to deal with you about something, he usually gives you an instruction, listen, that he knows you will disobey. He'll then beat the black off you. Excuse my Spanish. He'll whoop you until your Heineken is sore. He'll, he, I mean, he'll literally circumcise your heart in painful dealings. Why? Because the principle behind the instruction could be life or death in your destiny. So while he's in the simulation zone, he will bring the rod until you will never do that again. Does that make sense? He'll work with you to a place where you'll never do it again. And in that process, he's teaching you a reality that can sponsor a commensurate level of rising. Stay with me. Stay with me. Yes, Pastor Tosi, you remember Lamad, right? Natalia, Lamad. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go, let's go. So, let's go back, Chrissy. The Lord your God commanded to teach you. Now, the word Deuteronomy in Latin means second law. Or the law for the second time. Because the book of Deuteronomy begins with Moses repeating several of the commandments God gave Israel in Leviticus and Numbers. So he says, he's repeating them, right? Listen. That you might do them in the land whither you go to possess. So you see the principle. God gives them the instruction in the wilderness. Kebo. Sorry, I just, I, I know I'm acting the fool, but. I just, I wish you could sense what I sense in the spirit. There is power now to heal. There is power to, 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 to deliver. There is power to break yokes. And, and don't wait for me to pray. Just reach out and touch God as you need him right now. There's a flow and an economy of the spirit in this place. Uh, but the Bible says that you may do them in the land. In essence, the instructions are coming in the wilderness. Because they are trying to, or God is trying to train his people of how to function in the land. Let me repeat. The instruction is coming in the wilderness so that they know how to function in the land. Can you see this? Can you see this? So, Tony... The instruction is not for the wilderness. Many of the instructions God gives don't make sense because you wonder, how does this change the price of fish now? Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about the price of fish now. It's about the price of fish in the land. That you might do them in the land whither you go to possess. So God says, we need, listen, Tony, we need to perfect our cadence, our modus operandi now. Because without this modus operandi, you will get in trouble in the land. So God refused for 40 years. They wandered around a journey that should have taken them 12 days. Because they had not yet perfected the art of obeying instructions. 
Somewhat Let me show you this in black and white. Let me show you this in black and white. Come with me to the book of Joshua. Book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 3. See how simple this whole process could have been. Joshua chapter 3. Listen. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. Means set yourselves apart. Means be holy. Literally. And how do you sanctify yourselves? By the instructions God had given them. Moses said to them, that If you follow this law and obey this law, so shall you be separate or sanctified from among all peoples of the earth. For tomorrow God will do wonders among you. So it is simply, if you want God to do wonders tomorrow, you will sanctify yourself today. Someone say today. Said, no, 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 I didn't say today. I said today. Say it with an African accent. You sacrifice yourself today. Now, this is the problem. Many of us want the wonders in the same day as the sanctification. And so as we begin to sanctify and see no wonders, we say, well, there's no point of this. I might as well go back to my normal life. But listen, a day is a space in which God is active. It starts with a book, with an evening, with an erev. Are you listening to me? So the day begins with erev, and then it moves to bukar. And so when the day begins, it looks like things are going down. And the word says, if I sanctify myself, if I follow divine agenda and instructions in one season i will set myself up for god to do wonders in the next you get it let me know that you follow me let's go back to Jeremy 6 that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. listen that you may fear the lord your god to keep all his statutes and his commandments which i command you you your son your son's sons all the days of your life that your days may be prolonged hear therefore o israel and observe to do it that it may be well with you and that you might increase mightily as the lord god of your fathers has promised you in the land that flows with milk and honey. You see, the context is that of instructions. Uh, now you understand why verse 5 says, because there's a colon between verse 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Colon, meaning as a result, you shall love the Lord thy God, Yehovah, your Elohim. And we looked at the three words on Sunday, all your heart, Levav, all your soul, Nefesh, and all your might, Moed. With the center of your life's prism, with the whole of your reality and your decision-making faculty, and with your glory, your muchness, with everything that you have access to. In essence, with you as a whole, every single part of you individually, and any one part of you required per time. In essence, to a spirit, love looks like acts of service and obedience. That's a spirit's love language. 
acts of service and obedience. Why? Because the demands of a spirit usually take the help of the spirit to fulfill. Humanity in its fallen state cannot keep up with the demands of a spirit. And so a spirit knows you love it when you... When you, A, sentence yourself in a pursuit of its grace until it sponsors your obedience of itself. Let's go to Deuteronomy, uh, no, Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter, let's see now. Let's go to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. Let me show you the principle because it's throughout scripture. Next time I preach, either Wednesday or Sunday, I'll give you examples of men who rose on the platform of loving God from the Bible. But let me give you, let, let, let's start. Let's give you a few today. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. So, Genesis chapter, chapter 17. Notice this was after God had shown up and Abraham had told him and the angels to come and sit down. And had prepared a meal for them and had served them. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become, listen, a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Does that sound like rising? Does that sound like rising? Okay. Now look at verse 19. For I know him. Meaning this is the reason why he will rise. God is saying this is how I know. Look, look, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me everybody. Chrissy, Chrissy, just, put, put my, just blow my face up on the screen for a second. See, there are times where prophetic words are not predictive. Heaven is simply just responding to empirical evidence. When God says you shall be great. There are times he's simply responding to the empirical evidence of your life. Heaven has assessed you and observed your track record and said, this one, if he continues this way, will be great. Does that make sense? Let me repeat. Not every prophecy, listen, is creative, quote-unquote, alone. There are times where God is simply passing judgment on the track record of your or the empirical evidence of your track record. Let's go back, Chrissy. Abraham shall become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. For I know him, meaning the reason for his greatness is that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the lord to do justice and judgment semicolon that the lord may bring upon abraham that which he has spoken of him in essence on the other side of a word from god is your commitment to gen that's why that's why see see see, see that's why this series is called genuinely loving him because that word genuinely there is the key word. For this reason, the Lord will bring upon Abraham 
that which he has spoken of him. The bad news is this is why God has not brought what he has spoken about you. The good news is no word of the Lord shall return to him void, but it shall prosper in the thing to which it was sent. The, the bad news is, like we saw with Levi, Abraham, and Melchizedek, God counts your descendants as you. When Abraham gave to Melchizedek, God said, Levi gave that offering inside Abraham so you can die with a word unfulfilled because the immortals have time and they'll simply find someone from your loins to perform their covenant with. Like how the Bible says David and Jonathan had a covenant. And when Jonathan died, David said, who among the household of Jonathan can I find to show kindness to? Are you hearing me? So Tony, if, if, if you live your entire life without giving the spirit realm, the Lord, uh, uh, the conditions to help you he will simply find a descendant of yours in the first, second, third, fourth, whatever generation and consider his promise kept. And like I told you, Kadesh will be great and so will Jeremy. And by God's grace, they'll be greater than me in Jesus' name. Uh, but let them, let them receive their own greatness, not mine. Sons, I love you. Be great in your own right. Don't eat the greatness that I should have walked in. Listen, what I should be giving you as an inheritance, don't fight for it in your life. It is wickedness as a father for, for your child to have to pay the price for something that they should have received free as an inheritance. Does that make sense? So they will have their own prices to pay. They will add what I have secured in the spirit and in the natural realm. And when they pay their own price, they will take it to the next level and be greater. But they will not have to labor in obedience to receive what I should have received in my life by my labor and simply bequeath unto them. Can I get a witness, somebody? It is quiet in the comment section. So I told you the bad news is this is why God's word has not been fulfilled. The good news is that his word will not return to him void. The second bad news is that he counts your descendants as you if you don't meet the requirement. But the final piece of news which is good is at whatever point you make a commitment to loving him genuinely by obeying his dictates. Every outstanding spoken word suddenly becomes like a heat-seeking missile with your name on it. You can trigger decades. Decades of untapped divine favor. Seasons that were stolen by time and errors can be redeemed by a commitment to love the Lord. And obey him with your heart it means out of the heart the bible says for the issues of life it means let god's desires run your ecosystem nefesh means the entirety of your being your soul your operating system and moed means your muchness your your, your substance, your abilities, your skills, your, your power, your capacity to do and to be. Can you see how you cannot love God with heart, soul, and might without 
obeying his commandments. Still keys up just a tiny bit. Ishania kovatiaba. Lekunam vietele kwakatia bola. The Bible says, Esau have I loved, or Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. But the Bible is clear. Let's go there, let's go there. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me, let me, let me, let me break this ungodly or, or incorrect, sorry, on scripture or misunderstanding of scripture. Romans chapter 9. Oh, let God break it tonight for us as, as we teach. Romans chapter 9. Let me show you how this has been mispreached. After this, we'll, we'll go into a time of prayer and we'll see where God will take us. Romans chapter 9, listen. He says, not only this, but when Rebekah also conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, listen, listen, the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election may stand, not of works, but of him that calls. Listen, it was said to her, the elder shall serve the younger. Notice a full stop. In essence, the part of this statement that had to do with election was that the elder shall serve the younger. Verse 13 has nothing to do with that, with that principle. In essence, the piece of the puzzle that was established before, in essence, God is saying, before they were born, before any of them could make any decision, good or bad, I had already decided that for my will to be fulfilled, the elder should serve the younger. Does that make sense? That's the only part that was determined before they were born. And notice, even with the elder serving the younger, look at what happened when Jacob came back to Esau. Esau in his own right was great. So in God's eyes, listen, one person serving another person has nothing to do with their greatness or risen status. It has simply to do with what God wants to happen. So for instance, the fact, quote unquote, that you could say Tony serves me does not mean I am greater than Tony in God's eyes. It doesn't mean I'm any, any more blessed than Tony. It doesn't mean I'm any more gifted than Tony. It doesn't mean I'm any more anointed than Tony. Listen, and even financially and in terms of, of the world's recognition, it doesn't mean I have to be more prominent than Tony. Tony can serve me and be more prominent than me. And it is my desire in this season that all who serve under the umbrella of the banner that I lead in the kingdom would rise into your own greatness and prominence. And if it is God's will, let it be even more than mine. Esau told Jacob, keep your stuff. <laughs> uh, see, nowhere in the Bible in Esau's lifetime is he Jacob's servant. That's a different story. Now, pastor, you're, you're, you're asking, but pastor, aren't you conveniently leaving out verse 13? No, I'm not. I'm coming to verse 13. It then says, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, is of I hated. And so, people have taught this, Tony, that before each of the children was born, God had hated one and loved the other. 
But that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that before they were born, God had ordained that for his will to be fulfilled, one of them was going to take a leading role and the other one was going to take an assisting role in his will being fulfilled. So where does verse 13 come from? I'm glad you asked. It comes from the Old Testament. Come with me to the book of Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1. Listen. It says, listen. The burden of the law of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet you say, wherein have you loved us? Listen. Was not Jacob, or not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord. Yet I loved Jacob. Listen. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. When did Esau have mountains and a heritage? Tony, when he grew, became a man, died, and had descendants. It was in the days of his descendants that God fulfilled this prophecy. In fact, if you study Deuteronomy and Numbers, God told the people of Israel, when you walk into the promised land, don't fight the descendants of Esau. They're called Edom. Don't attack them. Leave them in their land. In essence, at that point, God still had respect for them. When you begin to read the Bible, it becomes clear what happened. Over time, the descendants of Esau, like their father, who sold his birthright for a mess of pottage, began to practice the iniquity of the environment around them. In essence, their behavior diverged from the covenant that their father taught Isaac, taught, or their forefather taught Isaac, taught their father Esau and their four uncle Jacob. And it was at that point, listen, that the Bible says, I have loved you and I have hated you. The love and hate had nothing to do from before the foundations of the world. In essence, hear me, listen to me. There is a sense in which God loves us all the same. And then there is another sense in which it is not true. I'll show you this next week. Otherwise, the Bible would not say things like God loved David. Or God loved Solomon. There are men in the Bible God goes out of his way to say he loved. Why? Because there was an inclination of their heart, soul and mind towards him. In simple English, heaven has favorites. Brothers and sisters, there is a level upon which the sacrifice of Calvary covers all, us all equally. And then there are levels where, or dimensions where you write your own check in God based on your love for him. I want to invite you tonight to a journey of loving God. To an obsession. To an addiction. Hear me by the Spirit, somebody. 
I want to invite you to a lifetime decision to make God your addiction. To when nothing else matters. God and I were talking recently and he asked me, Tony, do you love me more than my promises to you? <laughs> and I gave the, the Peter answer, thou knowest. <laughs> I'll find out, I guess. Because many of us don't love God. We love what he has promised. God asked me, I was leaving my house this week. He said, Israel, and trust me, I'm sitting on some very heavy promises. So I don't know what God has promised you over the course of your life. But if you knew what he has promised me, you would understand why that was a big deal. He said, Israel, what if I never bring what I promised? Would you still love me? I said, yes. He then said, do you love me more than the promise? Ah! I said, I think so. And I tell you why I wasn't too quick to answer. Because I didn't want him to test me. I know the one I walk with. And then I realized why he was asking, Tony. Because there was a sense of deep disappointment in my soul that day about certain things. And he was basically saying, if your love for me transcends what I have promised, its slowness in coming will not affect the tenor of your heart. And I know it's easier said than done because the Bible says he knows that we are frail. He knows our humanity. But the average Christian in our generation does not love God. We love what he stands for. We love what he has promised. We love what he can do. We love the effect his presence has on us. The same way we don't worship, we just enjoy his presence. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an abusive relationship we have with God sometimes. We, we, we forget that we are supposed to be for his pleasure, not he for ours. We forget that we are supposed to fit into the tenor of his agenda and not fit him into the tenor of ours. And maybe in part four, we'll go back to heart, soul, and might and look at practical examples of what love looks like in the heart or with all the heart. Koli, all, remember what it looks like with all the soul and with all the might. Not to, not to condemn ourselves, but to convict ourselves. Not to see how horrible we are, but that we may receive grace from him to measure up to the standard. That we may love him not because we want to rise, but enough that rising becomes an inevitable outcome. That, Like the Bible says, he's searching to and fro the earth for a man whose heart is perfect towards him, that he wants to show himself strong on his behalf. Lord, help me love you. Open your mouth and pray tonight. Help me to love you. Help me to love you. 
And help me to love you. Shikalabu vetiakwa. Mante, lift your voice, somebody, lift your voice. Kilebo rose natia kabanti eke. Ziakabo liata vinangatiako. Zeveleke tumbra katiatola. Ibababuate neliako viata. Rakotia. Sikaladona. 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 Sikaladoniakabo riatava. Aquate beniakatailia tombia. Sebeleko oviyalahe, give me grace to love you. Jilevu randie koviyata. I receive grace to love you. I receive grace to love you. Grace to love you. With all my heart and soul and might. I need grace to love you. I need grace to love you, Jesus. Lord, my heart is treacherous. It does not naturally tend to love you. My humanity is fallen by default. It does not naturally tend to love you. It tends to make the same error as my forefather Adam. So I ask for grace to love you. With all of me, Jesus. Give me grace to love you. Shilava kuata via kaba. Zikele bombia to via katia kwa. Lekele vesonta la bande likiti baliata. Lovonte, lovonte, lovonte. Lekuria katom via kailia tomva. Vatwa, vatwa, vatwa. Laburukunela. A love that touches my heart but does not end in my heart. A love that regulates my emotions, but finds expressions in my actions. Ah, a love that empowers me to completely reorient the entirety of my life in your direction. To decide, to feel, to wire, to let you shape my paradigm of living and existence. Give me grace to love you. The kind of love that makes me, like Deuteronomy 6 says, write it on my clothes, put it on my doorpost, diligently teach my children where it becomes a brand, a tattoo on my heart and my decisions. Help me to love you. Help me love you more than life itself. Help me love you more than riches and wealth. Help me love you more than fame and gain. Help me love you more than elevating my own name. You're the fire. I'm the sacrifice. Overwhelm me, Lord. And overwhelm me, Lord. Overwhelm me, Lord, with love for you.
set a fire down deep in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control till I want more of you, God. Overwhelm me. Let my life be a living sacrifice. Let this house and everything and everyone connected to us be a living sacrifice. And though I still speak in tongues, the psalmist sang, and minister before men. I don't know who this is for. Lord, yet my secret place is weary and dry. If you still hear my cry, hear me right now. Savior, Savior, Savior. Father, let someone's love altar rekindle tonight. As many as are crying for your help tonight, who say this thing got dry real quick. This thing got out of control real quick. Where my spark went, I know not. Lord, would you send the fire a second time? Would you light the candle again? Would you shed abroad? The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Would you shed it abroad in our hearts? That we may love you. That we may yield to you. In the name of of Jesus in the name Yeshabalokomatia Zekelia Tovia da Buaninte Ikada Zabuatelelia Koviata. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And paradventure, there's someone tonight who says. This has gone beyond not just loving God. I literally am backslidden and, ex and estranged from him. Uh, my altar has fallen into such disrepair that the viability of my salvation is now in question. Uh, I want to pray for you. I want to I be a brother who uh, stretched my hand that we may go back to our father and say, Lord, have mercy. If you are mired in sin and iniquity, if you are entrapped by addiction and disobe or disobedience, if you rarely ever pray or read your word anymore, if the, the guardian of the saints that is supposed to be a source of joy and gladness now to you is a chore, your, your fire is out. Lift your hands. Mm. Father, every demonic emissary sponsoring the estrangement of your people from you, we break tonight. Every sense of guilt and shame enforcing that demonic agenda we shut down in the name of Jesus. Every entity 
whispering in their ears that they're too far gone to come back. Let your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth. Let your people find their way home in the glory of your name. Manifest yourself again in a new and living way. Let the joy of their salvation be restored. And let the womb of the Bokar bring them the dew of their youth. So let it be in the precious name of the one who sits high and reigns yet finds space in the heart of he that is of a humble and contrite spirit. We thank you in advance in the name of Jesus. If you are out there, Christy, help me put the email address on the screen. Uh, if you are out there uh, and saying, I need help with this love walk. I, I Yes, thank you for the word tonight, but, but it's going to take more than a sermon. Uh, please write us at pastoralcare at kculture.org. Uh, we want to be there for you. We want to help you grow in God and we want to help you find that place of joy and surrender and passion for him either for the first time or again. If you are not born again, if you've never been saved, or like I said, you feel like it was just a a religious exercise write us at the same email address we want to lead you to the lord properly we want to make plans for your discipleship and for your growth in the kingdom and we look forward to hearing from you in the name of jesus oh glory to the lord um every first sunday of the month we have a special worship gathering called the general assembly this month, it will be taking place, just ignore the TBC, but this month, it will be taking place in the city of London, in central London at Holborn. Uh, we would love to see you if you can be here in person. Uh, details, uh, the address details will be sent very soon. If you have never received an email from Kingdom Culture, it means, or not one in a long time, it could mean we don't have your email address. Maybe when we did our last, um, anyway, administrative things go on that mean an email that was in the database database may have to be removed based on certain guidelines so send us an email at contact at kculture.org asking to please be on our mailing list uh, right now so that you can hear uh, what goes on including uh, the details when the time comes for the venue uh, for the I think it's the third of April isn't it Tony let me check real quick the first Sunday in April is is it the third or the second something like that awesome also, if you are, uh, if you would like to be a part of our Kingdom Builders uh, partnership family, those who stand in prayer and financially with the, uh, the purpose and the assignment of the Lord for this platform, uh, please send us an email as well. That should go to kingdombuilders at kculture.org. We would also like to give you uh, some information as to how to connect with that. Also, if you are not uh, aware, the Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub is a non-denominational platform 
uh, that is administrated uh, by us here at Kingdom Culture. But we have people who are part of it from several ministries. Many are pastors and leaders in their own right, senior pastors in their own right. And we come together for strategic collaboration, for fellowship and equipping around the areas of prayer and strategic intercession. Uh, you can join the, the Telegram channel at the bottom of the screen. We also have a 24-7 Zoom prayer line that you can be a part of. The details are on the screen as well. It is cutt.ly slash zl. What looks like an I is actually an L. And it has its own um, YouTube channel where the Zoom room is streamed live for those who can't pray but just want to listen and flow during the course of the day. Prayer Culture has three watches every single day. The first is at 6.30 a.m., uh, Mondays to Fridays and one, one out of every two Saturdays. Uh, it's a 6.30 UK time. You can calculate the time where you are in the world. It's a time of corporate devotion with the Lord and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In essence, we get the day started right. And then at 12 noon every weekday, we come together for the gap. The gap is a time of intercession for nations, for cities, for regions, the will of God, the churches, and the church of God as a whole. Every evening, Monday to Friday, we have the altar. The altar is what we use for the quorum on Wednesdays, uh, but it's a time of prayer for revival and reformation, but also for, for God to meet need and come through for his people in areas in which we need him too. And then finally, every Tuesday and Friday, we come together for the press. Uh, last night, the press was a different a kettle of fish altogether. God just literally arrested it from the beginning. If you were not there, uh, I recommend you go to the WhatsApp channel or the YouTube channel, sorry, and listen to it again, especially if you are struggling to pray. I've been told that uh, just listening to the press last night will trigger the anointing of prayer upon your life. Uh, and as you are part of this initiative, God bless you. Finally, again, if you want to give if you're led to give, if you are part of this house and are committed to give, the details are in the video description, but they are also on your screen. Do as the Lord and occasion serves you and instructs you. We love you. We bless you. It has been an amazing time in the presence of the Lord. Tonight, I want to pray a blessing over you as, a go, as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord bless your going out and your coming in. May he give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth. May he satisfy you with corn and with wine. May he make you great in the nations of the earth. May he contend with what contends with you and save your children. May he watch over every word where your life is concerned and see that it is brought to pass in this season. May people look at you in this moment and say, look what the Lord has done. Bless you, love you, take care, have an amazing night and carry on in your pursuit of loving the Lord. Amen. I shall fear no evil. I shall fear no evil. 
the sun shall not smile thee by day, nor the moon by night. I shall not be afraid. You are always right there with me. You are always right there. You are always right there. You are always right there. Every other person might leave. Men will fail. Men will leave. Men will fail. Men will leave. But there is a God that sticks to the end.
Amen.